This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. DraftKings is kicking off another week of action by giving all new customers a can't-miss offer. After using the code PHNX, bet just $1 on any football game this week and receive $150 in free bets instantly. Cheerson Susell here with Johnny Venerable and Johnny, another Cardinals victory Monday, back to back victory Mondays. Uh, and you had your first experience watching a game from the press box out at State Farm Stadium. So first off, how was that? Yeah, thankfully they let me in. Welcome, everybody. My credentials work. Thank you, Cardinals, for allowing me to come hang out and be obnoxious in the press box and, and hang out the press conference with Cliff and everybody. But no, it was fantastic. Thank you. Uh, for that opportunity. Looking forward to doing that over the course of this season. It's higher up than most people think. Do you bring your binoculars? It is is high. Uh, But, you know, multiple TVs. I've got my laptop. Uh, You know, I was very well situated and could clearly see the greatness that was Kyler Murray on display. I mean, goodness, you know, we talked about it yesterday, but what a way to to bring back fans. and, And the game that they saw was on display for the first time for over a year, given that everything that has gone on with the pandemic uh, wasn't a perfect game by any means, but an exciting one nonetheless. And man, oh man, I, I don't know where we start otherwise than than with the offense and Kyler Murray. He has been just sensational. Yeah. And well, we can start here because I rated, I gave him a, t- a nine out of 10 for his performance yesterday. And the reason okay. that I gave him a nine out of 10 had a little something to do with the fact that I thought after he scored a touchdown, he did a baby Yoda yoga pose, meditation <laughs> pose. And yeah. I thought that was the greatest thing. So instead of giving him a seven or an eight, I gave him a nine only to find out after the game that he has never watched star Wars mm-hmm. and it had nothing to do with that. Yeah. Which is like super surprising because he's, and I don't think like star Wars and gaming aren't correlated per se, but he's like Mr. Twitch, which I don't know anything the hell anything about. But I do know Star Wars, as do you. And yeah, and he was mocked by Chandler Jones for his haircut and and references Baby Yoda on Twitter. So it's just like the natural progression of him doing the the Baby Yoda from The Mandalorian, like the, I don't even know what the hell it is, the Jedi meditation thing. Um, Full disclosure, a lot of people were upset, including Cliff Kingsbury, and I'll play the sound button in a minute, that he had not watched Star Wars. Mm -hmm. To be honest with you, I've watched like one and a half of the movies and oh, that's disappointing. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. It's just like really upsetting to a large group of people, <laughs> but it's, it's the honest truth. <laughs> well, and like my wife, like I'm into the movies. She, you know, whatever she's indifferent. Our kids watch him, but like, she knows who baby Yoda is. And, and so like, I'm call I'm bluffing on Kyler, not knowing that that's baby Yoda. I don't buy that for a second. It's in pop culture. It's ingrained in our society. Now he knew what he was doing. I don't buy it for a second. 
I agree because I also knew at least Baby Yoda. So I agree with that. All right, here is Cliff Kingsbury. I think I have the right bite here. Um, his response to the whole thing. Pretty heartbroken that, that Kyler's never seen Star Wars because from about age four to nine, I wanted nothing more in life than to be Luke Skywalker. So I think he could learn some from, from that um, trilogy, if you will. Okay, so big Star Wars fan Cliff is uh, is is feeling the force. Is that is that a term here? Feeling the force or the force is with the force? The force is with Cliff. There we go. (laughs) It is. You know what? He's crushing it to begin the season on on and off the field. He's he's scoring major points with me and and people around the valley. But no, I, I Kyler needs to be sat down and probably like let's do it during the bye week. Maybe we can bring him in the studio and have a watch along with Star Wars, something like that. To get him up to speed, because I I think this this Baby Yoda nickname it's on social media now. I think it's going to stick. I think people reference him, and we started it here at PHNX. We 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 cropped his face onto Baby Yoda's body. Our production design team, graphic designers, do a fantastic job. So I think it ends up sticking. He's going to be forced to watch The Mandalorian as a result. Okay, before we continue on with uh, the Cardinals, there were two big losers from last night. That was okay. Greg Joseph, the Vikings kicker and the mm. Vikings broadcaster that initially got the call wrong on that yeah. last second field goal and said the kick was good. I feel bad for both of these guys on, on, on this Cardinals victory Monday. Paul Allen is a fantastic play-by-play guy. He's the guy who does the, the Viking broadcast. He has been through so much of these. I think he just has PTSD at this point and is trying to will the team to make one of these by calling it incorrectly. That has to be the only, cause I was in the state. It was clearly wide, right? Like you could, you could be sitting anywhere and know that that field goal was not going in. So yeah, if you haven't found that bite, watch it. Cause it's hilarious. Oh man. And, and Matt Prater on an interview with Arizona sports this morning uh, said that he actually went over to Greg Joseph and he was like, I, I, I want to win, but I hate to do it in that fashion. And he went over to, to Greg Joseph and kind of gave him some, um, you know, uplifting words. And, and that was nice to, to Matt Prater's a, a class act. And boy, does he have a boot. Yeah, it's the best kicking combination he and Andy Lee that they've had maybe ever in the history of, of this franchise. And I don't think that's hyperbole to say. Uh, it's been a liability position or liability positions when you include the putter for so long. I mean, they won that game in large part because of special teams. Uh, and the Vikings lost that game. The putter was fine, but they lost that game because that guy missed an extra point and he missed a critical kick to end the game. And so I, people are upset with the turnovers and the penalties and the lapses defensively. Three-phase game now. And the Cardinals, for the first time, and I would include Rondell Moore now in the, in the return game, they have a fearsome special teams unit that is going to, as we saw yesterday, keep them in and win them games. I mean, Prater is unlike anything they've ever had. Yeah, they're excited in all three, exciting in all three phases of the game. And you mentioned Rondale Moore. He had a heck of a game uh, yep. yesterday, and he had a heck of a two first NFL games for him. But yesterday, seven receptions for 114 yards and that 77 yard touchdown. He not only leads the league in receiving uh, or in, for amongst all rookies. But uh, he leads the Cardinals in which is which is crazy to think about. I would have never, if, I would have never predicted that preseason. Well, you you think about who they brought in. They brought in AJ Green to be complimentary to Hopkins. Kirk's in a contract year, and oh by the way, is playing best football of his career. 
They still have Andy Isabella, who's got two seasons of NFL acumen over Rondell Moore. But, I mean, you can't dispute talent when you see it. And I put this in my article last night, PHNX, go phnx.com. They have not had a player like this since maybe, and not comparable in terms of skill set, but explosiveness and just owning the room and showing that they belong since 2003 rookie Anquan Bolton. And he came out in his debut game, had over 200 yards and a loss against Detroit. But that's the kind of mentality he has in terms of like the player he is. I mean, like people are throwing around Tyreek Hill, which I think is a little bit too premature. I don't know if he has that top end speed that that Tyreek Hill has. I think it's more a combination of two players. It's it's Steve Smith Sr. of Carolina in <laughs> terms of yards after catch. It's almost also like if Darren Sproles played receiver. That's who he reminds me of. And he's got great ball skills that we haven't really seen on display yet where he can go up and get the football at the highest point. But what he can do in the intermediate passing game to manufacture yards. We talked about this last year a lot because, you know, the great Larry Fitzgerald, he's tremendous, right? But he, he didn't have that yak ability anymore. And that's what you need to maximize an offense with Cliff Kingsbury that wants to be horizontal right? And, and manufacture yards at the line of scrimmage. Rondell Moore might be top five in the league already at doing that. And I, I'm even more impressed, Kirsten, right now with what I saw at the end of the half. He got them in a position to, to kick that field goal. And that was the difference in the game. The 77-yard bomb, that's all over Sports Center. That's all anybody sees and wants to talk about. But man, but man, I mean, I don't, I don't know how, if, he, if he's healthy and you got to worry about usage because he's a little guy, 5'7". I know what that's like. Um, to, to get through a 17 game season, but he, he he's going to sleepwalk his way to a thousand yards receiving at this rate. You know, a lot of people were talking about how DeAndre Hopkins should have been targeted more and he should have been more involved with the offense. But I did love the way that they kind of shared the wealth, uh, Rondale Moore, Hopkins and AJ Green all scoring uh, yesterday. And Tight end, Max Williams. He also uh, had seven receptions for 94 yards. So he was another big part of of their game plan yesterday. I criticized this franchise for ignoring that position for years. They let Dan Arnold walk. I thought that was a mistake. They didn't make any moves. They didn't trade for Zach Ertz. And lo and behold, Max Williams, who was banged up last year, didn't play a ton, is predominantly a blocking tight end. Had his best game as a Cardinal, one of his best games as, as a pro, and did it against his, his former college city in, in Minnesota. He went to University of Minnesota as a collegiate player coming out. So uh, if he can replicate 75% of what we saw yesterday, that takes this offense to another level. I mean, I put out a tweet earlier today. I think they've got the most complete and the, the, the best overall receiving core in the NFL now. When you talk about you know top to bottom, their top four receivers. If they get competent tight end play, like what we saw from Max Williams yesterday, if he plays like that and stays healthy, sky's the limit for this passing game. I agree. A win's a win's a win, but some things to clean up. Eleven negative plays on offense, uh, and then you know a couple of turnovers. And uh, the Cardinals' defense gave up over four hundred yards, including one hundred and seventy-seven. Uh, on the ground. So those were two things that really stood out to me. If I were to point back um, again, it's a win, uh, but if I were to point back at a a few things that are, are, that stick out to me, those would be it. Yeah. Two issues. Defensive. uh, The run defense was awful. Uh, And unfortunately it sticks with the trend that 
Vance Joseph's defense, they do not do well against zone running teams. So Tennessee doesn't run a zone run, and they were able to contain, for the most part, Derrick Henry. Uh, Minnesota does with Dalvin Cook, and Dalvin's fantastic, right? He looked fantastic yesterday. Two other teams utilize zone run in their own division, Kyle Shanahan and the Niners and the L.A. Rams with Sean McVay. And there's a reason that the Cardinals have had huge issues, you know, over the course of the last two or three years stopping those teams on the ground, uh, no matter who's running the ball. They have to figure that out. J.J. Watt was basically MIA until a little bit in the fourth quarter. There were huge gaps on the line of scrimmage, opening up holes. Um, this is where they missed Jordan Phillips. Um, I think Zabin Collins might need to play a little bit more. Uh, as a three-down run defender and, and helping him out there. Jordan Hicks had the lowest PFF grade of any defender yesterday. And I love Jordan, and he had a nice pass breakup, but they've got to improve that. And then on the flip side, you mentioned the turnovers. Both of the Kyler Murray interceptions, he had guys underneath to throw to. And I love the big plays. We all do. But at some point, he, he defers what's what's there in order to to try to get the big play. And you can't do that because it was almost the reason they lost that game. Do you think um, it is more so just like trying to force a big play or just him not being comfortable enough in his progressions and he's just going with, you know, he, he's not completing, he's just trying to get rid of the ball um, and it's more of just uh, his ability to, you know, make decisions and see the field and go through his progressions. I think there's some truth to that, Cheerson. He was less comfortable yesterday because the, the pass protection was not good. Both tackles were not good. That was one of the worst games uh, I've seen from DJ Humphreys in maybe like two years. And Daniel Hunter's a really good player. He had three sacks yesterday. But, you know, Miss Kelvin Beecham, he's out. And, and Justin Murray didn't have a great day. So I agree with you on the run. Uh, that in, that pick six, though, um, there was no pressure in his face. I think what they're going to talk to him about this week is, Kyler, we love the big plays. Keep doing them. You be you, and you're going to have to probably live with some of those turnovers. But he talked about limiting his turnovers coming into this season. I think he had 13 picks last year. He already has three. Uh, and again, I'm not saying take the check down. Don't become Kirk Cousins like we saw yesterday, who's just Mr. Checkdown. But find that happy balance. You know, Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, those guys find the balance of big plays, but plays that can also move the sticks and, you know, that first interception in the second half was jarring because he had played flawless football up until that point. And then the second interception, you can make an argument. He was being hit while he threw the ball. He wanted a horse collar on the play. So it's early. They are just so damn talented that they, they're almost like, and I, I, I don't want to use this analogy often, but I'll use it here. Now they're almost like the golden state warriors peak warriors with, with Kevin Durant, where they can have these huge margins mm. of like being down 20 or 30 points, maybe not that much. And they can come back because they can score so fast. And I, there was not a lot of hesitation from this offense yesterday. Even when they were down twenty to seven, they were going to come back and and make it a game and and have the lead at some point. So they, I'm sure they know how good they are. And you heard it yesterday. Kyler said, "When it's easy, it's really easy, and it looks easy." You mentioned right tackle Kelvin Beecham um, reaggravated an injury. He is day-to-day, according to Cliff Kingsbury, as is Marco Wilson uh, with an ankle injury. Day-to-day, Antonio Hamilton stepped in in his place. He's a guy that they recently signed and then elevated off the practice squad over the weekend. I, When I saw the email come through that he had been elevated to the active roster, I was like, okay, you know, he – 
didn't even really think twice about him because I didn't think he was actually going to get in the game. And when he did, I had to like do some research on this guy and he really doesn't, he's been in the league since 2016. He went undrafted, but he's, he's kind of just hopped around from team to team, um, injured reserve practice squad, you know, signed and cut type deal. And that's been his career for the most part. And, um, that situation really, you know, was very eye-opening. The Cardinals need more depth at that in their secondary. Yeah, they've gotten away with it for two weeks. Um, I thought the DBs were okay yesterday, not as good as week one because the pass rush was there in week one and wasn't there yesterday. Um, you know, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, they got theirs. But for the most part, I thought they were fine. Byron Murphy played well in the fourth quarter. Um, I think they can get away with it this Sunday. And I mean, you, you don't take anybody for granted in the NFL, but Jacksonville doesn't have a, a robust passing game. A couple of their top receivers are injured. They've got some turmoil dysfunction. And I think the Cardinals are going to be able to respond with a pass rush against Jacksonville's O-line. Um, I definitely so sure think they can get away. Like it's like the difference between like feeling comfortable and confident in what they have and like squeaking yeah. by each week though. I would rather have the pass rush than a secondary filled with a bunch of one or two corners, but you can't rush the passer. And that that's the Cardinals decision this year. They didn't go out and spend big money. Their number one quarter corner retire before the season. We don't know why uh, they didn't invest a, a ton of draft capital outside of Marco and, and take Gowan both were third day, three picks. So uh, I'm with you. And I think maybe we see them claim somebody. Maybe they work somebody out. Drake Kirkpatrick, that was with them last year, signed with San Francisco, or maybe worked out with them. Josh Norman uh, signed with San Francisco. There are teams in their division hurting a corner. Uh, unfortunately, L.A. isn't one of them. They've got Jalen Ramsey. So all that to say, um, it's something that is worth watching. The best medicine for it, though, is if the guys up front respond because they, they weren't very active yesterday. They had three QB hits and one sack. That's not good enough when you face – uh, Matthew Stafford and Russell Wilson. Good points. Good points. Uh, you mentioned spending big. Did you spend big or hit big on uh, any bets through the DraftKings Sportsbook app this, this weekend? <laughs> I, I did okay. Not a, you know, I need DraftKings to give me some more promo money. I feel like I feel <laughs> really good and free with that promo money. But no, I, I did. I hit, uh, if you watch our PHNX Daily Bets show, I, my lock of the week uh, on Friday was New England minus six. Uh, at the Jets, and and I said that was the easiest bet of the week, and and that paid out big. Uh, and then, unfortunately, on the flip side, all the juju that I put negatively toward the Niners is is come back to haunt me because they covered and then some at Philadelphia. I will continue to bet against San Francisco a- until I am made whole. So a little bit of an uneven <laughs> week. None of my prop bets hit you know much for anything. I'm like Samuel casting the the Monday night game. That's not going well for me either. Thanks for bringing it up. Oh, I am so sorry. Um, so did you do any parlays? Because I know uh, this football season, uh, DraftKings is doing same game parlays. Uh, they allow you to combine multiple bets for a bigger payout. So this week plays the same game parlay on any NFL game, and you're going to be credited up to $25, Johnny, if you if your bet loses, which is good. Um, so download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now using the promo code PH- PHNX to receive $150 in free bets instantly uh, yeah. when you place a $1 bet on any football game. We already told you that one, but just as a reminder. Um, and as always, it's 21 and over, Arizona only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. 
minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. So I think I'm going to, maybe this week I'll try out parlays. Same game parlays. Yeah, that's where the money is. Uh, and you can sprinkle, uh, you know, ten to fifteen dollars here and there on a parlay. And if it hits, it pay payouts typically like eight to ten times what you bet. Um, okay. You get too conservative, not a lot of money in that. So depends, you know, how uh, advantageous you are at you know feeling in in the app, which I I routinely like to sprinkle so I can make my money back and be engaged on a lot of different games. I like it. All right, Johnny, last week you, I was trying to stump you and um, you were unstumpable. <laughs> That's the word. Uh, let's go back to uh, our stat game. So I'm going to name uh, a few stats from Sunday's game versus the Vikings, but one of them is incorrect. So we'll see if okay. you can catch which stat is incorrect. All right, here we go. Kyler Murray is now tied with Tom Brady for most total touchdowns, so passing and rushing through the first two weeks. Okay. With his franchise record 62-yard field goal yesterday, Matt Prater owns the longest field goal record for three different franchises. Okay. Kyler Murray connecting for a touchdown with Rondell Moore is the shortest combined height of a quarterback to a teammate since for a touchdown since 1955. And Cliff Kingsbury becomes just the second head coach in franchise history to start 2-0 and in back-to-back seasons. Uh, okay, let's talk through these. So number one, I know it's true. Kyler's got nine total touchdowns. Brady threw four week one and five yesterday. I don't think he's got any rushing touchdowns. Okay, good job. So I'm going to yep. say that's true. Um, th- I also think the Prater thing is true because uh, I know he hit his record in Denver. Um, and then for, he played for Detroit for a long time. I'm going to guess he's got their top field goal too. So I think Correct. that's true as well. Uh, it's these last two that I'm not sure about. I can't imagine somebody else, like who's shorter than it would have to be like Doug Flutie completing a pass to somebody shorter. And that, I don't think that was allowed back then. Cause everybody wanted, you know, monstrous players. I'm going to say that's <laughs> true as well. I'm going to say the Kingsbury thing is false. Yes. So Kyler Murray, who's 5'10", connecting with Rondale Moore, who's 5'7", is in fact the shortest combined height of a quarterback to teammate passing touchdowns since 1955. So it was George Shaw, who was 6'1", to Buddy Young, who was 5'4". That happened in 1955. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury is the fourth head coach in franchise history to start 2-0 in back-to-back season. So uh, he... Bruce Arians, Don Coriel, and Arnie Horween. I remember Arians did it. Um, my father watched a lot of Don Coriel. Uh, I didn't watch any of Paul's Cardinal teams, but that to me sounded like, mm, that's surprising for a Cardinal franchise to start 2-0 that, that many times. I would have, all those were tough. Uh, all right, great job. I this is two weeks in a row, Johnny. I would say you get the W, I get the L. I, I could stump it. you one day. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> All right. You already kind of alluded to uh, as we are recording as the Monday night game is going on and uh, your your bets uh are, are not uh, doing so well right now, but uh, the next opportunity for somebody to bet on a game, I suppose is going to be Thursday Panthers Texans. So do you have any insight into maybe something we should all put our money on in that game? Oh man, maybe, maybe stay away from it. Uh, oh. If you have to bet anything, maybe Houston's been playing really well. All things considered, but Tyrod Taylor's out. Carolina's defense has has played exceptionally well to start the year. Hassan Reddick, former Cardinal, has three sacks in just two games. I I hate taking unders. I feel like this game it might be appropriate forty three and a half minus one hundred five. Uh, so yeah, take the under in that game. Carolina's minus seven and a half on the road. I don't have a good feeling about that one way or the other. Uh, as far as next weekend goes, Cheerson, a bunch of divisional games that I like. Uh, Seattle minus one at Minnesota. I think Minnesota is about ready to quit on Mike Zimmer, and Seattle is going to be pissed. They just lost to Tennessee, so take Seattle. The Packers are plus four at, at the Niners. If the Packers lose tonight, then they will be hell-bent on, on winning that game. So I like the Packers plus four. And then the Rams are essentially in a pick against Tampa. They're hosting Tampa. That is... Um, Next Sunday in the afternoon slate, I I think the Rams are, are better right now, minus one. So I've got two of the three divisional teams winning again next weekend. So I hate it all. I hate the division. I wish they played in a different division, but whatever. It is. Uh, it's the toughest division right now. Um, before we get more into the NFC West and how they did over the weekend, just a reminder, um, one of the things I love about DraftKings and the DraftKings Sportsbook app is that it's safe, it's secure, it's reliable. And the the best part is, is you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So if you decide that you're going to, you know, put some money into it and then, you know, tomorrow you're like, oh, I wanted to buy something. Let me take that, take that money out. And I'll, you know, I'll get back to the, yeah, I mean, it's your money. Uh, or if you win money, you can immediately, you know, withdraw it. So, uh, that's awesome. And, and the DraftKings Sportsbook app is super easy to use as well. So, all right, Johnny, getting back to the NFC West, I was shocked. I think you picked the Titans to beat the Seahawks. And I was like, no way is that happening? And turns out they would lose in overtime. I did. I got the other two games wrong. Um, no, I, did I pick L.A.? I think I picked L.A. as well. Um, I got the Niner game wrong, but I, I did like Tennessee to respond uh, and, you know, give them credit. They were down late throughout the game or down big throughout the game until late and then forced overtime. Uh, I just Russell Wilson, to me, and well, I'll put my foot in my mouth. He's probably going to take off. He doesn't look quite as explosive. Um and right now they've got the tied for the worst odds with the Cardinals to win the division at minus 450 uh, or plus 450, I should say, on, on DraftKings. So um, the Cardinals are slowly moving up in the eyes of Las Vegas. But as far as the rest of the division goes, you know, L.A. to me, along with Tampa, is the class, the NFC. I think Stafford just brings a completely different dynamic they didn't have with golf. They're top heavy, but they have elite, elite defenders and Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald. Donald played defensive end on Sunday and just destroyed Carson Wentz. Like both of his ankles are messed up now. Which yeah, is kind he of sprained both his ankles. Yeah, in that I game. Didn't even what the heck? That's bad news for DJ Humphreys because of what just happened with Everson Griffin. 
I, I guarantee you, because they don't have a dominant edge rusher, when the Cardinals play them in two weeks, he's going to be lined up outside of DJ Humphrey. So they better be prepared, prepared for that. And then as far as the Niners go, I just, I'm so frustrated. They're still the favorite to win the division. I have no idea how that's possible. Their top five running backs are hurt. Garoppolo looked awful yesterday. Philadelphia just, I, I was watching that game at the stadium early. They just screwed around. They, I'm just so frustrated with them because by all accounts, the Cardinals have a better roster, a superior quarterback in, in every way, but they don't have Kyle Shanahan. I think he's just grossly overrated. I agree wholeheartedly. I think they're the most overrated team in the division by far. Um, I mean, you know, I like what Stafford has been able to do for them, but I, 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 they're completely overrated. If you take a look at it, though, uh, no, no blood. I mean, these were all close games. So, yeah. uh, you know, Cardinals win by a point. Uh, Niners win 17-11. Rams 27-24. to And then uh, the Seahawks lost in mm-hmm. overtime, but it was it was a three point game, thirty three to thirty. So all super close games. Um, so there were no blowout wins uh, or losses for that matter. Um, but I think the Seahawks losing um, changes. I know it's just week two, but I, I think that that that's at least a, a good thing for the Cardinals and the rest of the division. And this was a, like a big loss for them. It was only the second time that they lost at home when leading by at least 14 points in the fourth wow. quarter. Um, it, I guess since they moved into their current stadium in 2002. So like, you know, we're talking almost 20 years. So mm-hmm. this was, this was a big time loss for them. What, is something important to keep in mind with the Cardinals in yesterday's win. Um, while the Seattle loss is is critical because it's a home game, you only get so many of those. It was out of conference, and the Cardinals got burned last year in that eight and eight tiebreaker with the Bears because they had a better conference record against the NFC. Cardinals dropped that game against a Minnesota team that's talented, but a lot of people just assume go in the wrong direction, right? Uh, and you want to keep up in the NFC, especially the NFC West. Cardinals needed to win that game. Um, I, I think, you know, I was talking with somebody this morning. I think they're going to sweep the AFC South. And I think at worst, they're going to go two and two, probably three and one against the NFC North. So mm. can they go 500 in the division? And if they can, they're a firm playoff team, whether it's a division contender, they're going to win double digit games. They have to take care of the out of NFC West games to, to, to crank up enough victories to get to the playoffs because they've never beaten Sean McVay. Uh, you know, and the division is such a gauntlet in and of itself. You have to build up equity outside of the division so that you're going to drop a couple. I mean, we know they're going to drop games in the division. What are they going to go, though? Are they going to go two and four or three and three or four and two? You know, they have not had a winning record in the division since Kingsbury became their coach. I don't think they've had a record in the in the division, certainly since Bruce Arians was their coach. And they've never again beaten beaten the L.A. Rams when Sean McVay has been their head coach. So. You know, this weekend's important. It's out of conference. But again, how many wins can you stack up outside the NFC West to, to help you at the end of the year? Because, I mean, we just we don't know what to expect because Kingsbury is just at a disadvantage when it comes to facing McVay, Carroll and Shanahan. So yesterday was big for this team on, on several fronts because of that. 
Well, you just laid out their path to the playoffs. It should be very <laughs> doable for this team. Yeah. And I wanted to mention, Johnny, were you able to see our awesome T-shirt? Yeah, I know you were at the stadium yesterday yeah. while we dropped it. Were you able to see the awesome Rise Up Red Sea T-shirt that, that we now have up on phnxlocker.com? Yes, I did. It's it's one of the freshest tees I've ever seen. Uh, I want to get a copy uh, and um, be able to rock it on air with uh, you, Cheerson and Frank. And so my my biggest question is, when do I get mine? <laughs> well, Johnny, um, you can go to phnxlocker.com and buy one. <laughs> I, could. I, could I think that's above my pay grade. So I think one. you got to You got to do it like the rest of the people and go to the website. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, if you do become a member of PHNX, um, you have the, the option to you don't have to be a member to get the shirt. But if you do become a member, you can get it for free um, mm. or your first month, 50 cents for for just 50 cents. So that's awesome. And, you know, if you're not already subscribed to our podcast or YouTube channel, um, subscribe, get the alerts for when we post new content. And if you're not following us on um, social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, PHNX underscore sports, hit the follow. And Johnny, Tuesdays, Fridays, and Sundays are my favorite days of the week because me, you, and Frank get to hang. Yeah. And so tomorrow, me, you, and Frank will be in the Doing studio, and I'm looking forward to it. Doing some hanging, shenanigans, playing some games, talking Cardinal football. What could be better? Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.